In order to become a super successful property investor, there are a number of skills you're going to have to master, and I mean really master. In this video, I'm gonna share five key competencies and skills that I firmly believe you need to master to become really successful. Welcome to Wealth Made Simple with Shaz, where you'll learn how to master your money through business, property, and tax-saving strategies. Your host has collectively helped his clients make tens of millions of pounds in additional profits through these strategic approaches to business. Introducing Shaz Nawaz, an award-winning chartered accountant, property tax expert, entrepreneur, and property investor. As a property investor, there's quite a few skills that you need to master. And when I say master, I really do mean master, as in know it inside out, know it while you're sleeping, know it like the back of your hand. The bad news is when you start off, you're not going to be really good at these skills. But as you become more experienced and as you gain expertise and as you become more knowledgeable with practice, you're going to get really, really good at this stuff and you're going to know it at a very subconscious and unconscious level, just like you do right now in terms of if you're walking, if you're driving a car, if you're riding a bike, you just do it without thinking about it. And that's how good you're going to be at this stuff. And when you get that good, that's when you're going to do some really good deals. Now, to make it really easy for you, and I hope I have made it really easy for you, I've got an acronym which I'm going to share with you on five skills that I think you need to master and get really good at and this is going to help you become a really good deal maker and more importantly become a very proficient property investor and to make it convenient for you i've made it so that it fits in with the world of property because we all need plans when we're looking to do something and of course if you're in property you'll also get involved in planning so plans fits in with planning so i'm trying to make it as simple as i can for you and I hope you'll uh, recognize and appreciate that. So the P in plans stands for problem solving. So everything that we do, we solve problems. Whether this is solving problems for a seller, solving problems for a tenant, solving problems for ourselves, our team, whoever, if you become good at finding solutions and solving problems, you're going to become very valuable and dare I say, to some extent, invaluable. So whenever you see something, try and figure out very quickly, where's the problem here? What are the possible solutions? What's the best solution? And of course, at the start, you're not going to know these things. So you're going to figure them out. And this is why I advocate, and you'll see in other videos, of having a coach, having a mentor, being part of mastermind groups, having a good network of people around you who are experienced, who can guide you, because you're not going to be able to see and spot everything at the start but as you become more experienced things become second nature so you need to be able to solve problems very very quickly because when you see a deal or a potential deal or you're talking to somebody you need to figure out very quickly where's the problem here what are the possible solutions and which solution works best and problem solvers are worth a lot in terms of their expertise and their knowledge so you need to work on mastering this skill the second one is You've got to be logical and in very simple terms and the best way I can explain this to you is you've got to take the emotion out of doing deals. 
all too often I come across people who buy a property, whether it's a single let or whether it's a commercial conversion or anything else in between, and they regret buying it because they spent too much money on it. And when I ask the question, why? And they say, I fell in love with the property. I was emotionally attached. I became passionate that I wanted this property. And I say, well, but you're not going to live in it. You bought this property to rent out. You're assuming the people who are renting it out have the same aspirations or want the same type of property that you do. And that probably isn't the case because we're all different. So why did you become emotionally attached? If you're going to live in the property, fully understand that. Fine, it's going to be your dream home, forever home. It's okay. But if it's a purely business decision, becoming emotionally attached is a really bad idea because it's going to cost you a lot of money. So every time you're doing deals, no matter which type of strategy you're adopting, do not become emotionally attached. Stay as far away from the deal as you can and be as rational as you can. Run through the numbers, run through the process that you have for looking at deals. If it works, fine. If it doesn't, move on. I think a big problem people have in business generally, it doesn't just apply to property investors, uh, but it does affect from property investors, is when we see a deal, we think this is the best deal since sliced bread. I've got to do this. If I miss this, I'm never going to get one of those deals again. And in some cases, that may be true. But in most cases, that's not true because there are bigger, better, more appropriate deals for you down the road. I don't know whether if you've had this experience or not, I have. I do a deal thinking this is a really good deal. As soon as I've done it, within let's say a week or two weeks or a month or sometime down the road, a better deal comes up. I think, damn, I've locked up some of my resources in that particular deal there. Now I'm going to struggle. It's going to be a stretch to do this deal too. If only I'd have waited or if only I'd been a bit more rational and logical because the first deal that I've just done, I forced myself to do that because I made it look better than it really is. So step back, look at deals, have your own criteria, have your non-negotiables. And if the deal fits, fine. If it doesn't, you need to have the discipline. Say, this one doesn't work, I'm going to move on. And this isn't just about deals. This is about everything you do in your life and especially in your property business. You've always got to be logical, rational and use reason to work out what you should do. And the more you rely on that, the more likely it is you're going to be more successful. So remember, logical, rational at all times. The third one is you're going to have to be able to arrange the deal. So this is look at the deal and think, how best can I make this work? Is it an option agreement? Is it a conditional contract? Is it a delayed completion? What's my business structure? How am I actually going to negotiate the deal? And negotiation means you talk to the seller or their agent and come up with something which works both for both of you. And a good barrister friend of mine taught me a long time ago that a good negotiation is where both parties, buyer and seller, walk away being less than happy. Because if either one party is happy, that means the other one didn't really get that much of a deal. If both are slightly unhappy, that means it was a pretty decent deal for both of them. So when you're negotiating, again, use being logical, rational, solve problems, but make sure you negotiate, obviously a position that works for you. 
But sometimes I find people tend to get, let's say, a little bit greedy and they end up losing the deal because they don't see the wood for the trees. And so you've got to create a win-win situation which works for you and the seller. And I've done this a lot of times where I've had a fixed position and the sellers wanted something else. And I thought, hold on a minute, if I don't move, they're not willing to budge, this isn't going to happen. So I just make a list of all the things that I really want, all the things that they really want, and work out what we can negotiate. Sometimes meet in between, sometimes I'll drop something and ask them to drop something and reach a compromise where the deal works. And I assure you, some of my best deals have been the ones where I've had to, kind of, to some extent, compromise some of my position and the seller has compromised some of their position, but we've come to a really good arrangement and agreement where we've arranged the deal so it works for both of us. And negotiation is an art to some extent. You need to master it. It's also a skill. And this comes with experience and expertise. And there's loads of other people who are more experienced than I am on YouTube, on social media, who've written books on this particular topic. So learn this. This is going to serve you well. Again, not just in property. Generally in life, we negotiate pretty much every single day on different things, whether it's with our husband or wife or partner or our children or our team members, whoever, we're always negotiating. And you, this is one skill you get better at the more you practice and learn it. So spend time on becoming a better negotiator so you can arrange deals in a much better way. And it's for network. This is a big one because as one of my friends says, your network is your net worth. So you need to have a very good network. This is both in terms of the team around you, your, your main team, your power team, the, the people that you rely on, your solicitor, your accountant, your advisors, your architect, your planning consultant, your contractor, your subcontractors, your builders, and all those other people who are involved with helping you in property, but also a wider network of advisors who support you, who know about property, events that you go to, your book of contacts that you rely on for different things. And obviously you're gonna build this up over a while. So spend time going out there and talking to people. And generally speaking, I find a lot of people nowadays are kind of stuck on social media. They're part of quite a few groups, which is good because that's part of their network. But people don't go out as much, see other people in the flesh and talk to them. Uh, and people who are somewhat younger than me, we used to do this all the time. That was the only way to do business. You have to see the whites of somebody's eyes, shake their hands, talk to them and do a deal. And even today, even though we've progressed and attitudes and behaviors have changed, that I find is the best way of improving and increasing your network and doing deals. You've got to go out there, you've got to do the hard miles, you've got to talk to people because that's the way you're going to build relationships. So invest a lot of time and money if you have to of, by building and creating a really good network because when you've got that network, when things don't work well, the network will support you and will be there to comfort you. When things are working well, the network's gonna help you to become even better. So network is, or networking is extremely important. And this is my favorite by far because being an accountant, I think scrutinizing is extremely important. In other words, do your due diligence. So when you're looking at a deal, appraise the deal. Let's say it's a new build project. Work out the costs, work out the GDV, work out the margins, the return on capital employed, 
If you're going to keep the properties, work out the yield, just make sure it works for you. Above and beyond that, do all your other research. If you have a solicitor, which you will do obviously for property transactions, they'll do some of the DD for you in terms of the searches, in terms of making sure you get a clean title. But above and beyond that, depending on what you're buying, you'll have to do more DD. So let's say you're buying the shares in a company and the company owns property, whether there'll be some financial DD, there'll be some warranties, you're looking at a company's house, looking at what's been going on. All of that research needs to be done either by you, your team, or your uh, advisors. And DD is extremely important because people get caught out sometimes because either they're saying, I don't want to spend any money paying other people to do the DD. So they cut corners, end up doing the deal, find out they haven't bought what they thought they were buying, and now it's going to cost them a lot of money because they've pretty much got a dead deal. So you want to totally avoid that. So either become good at doing this yourself or have other people around you who can do this and scrutinize to the nth degree as much as you can because research and DD, to some extent, I, can't, I don't feel, believe, can be overdone. The more you research, the more you're going to be able to know exactly where the deal is and if it works for you or not. And I'm not talking about paralysis through analysis, but I am talking about doing enough work so you feel confident and comfortable that you are buying what you think you're buying. And this is especially true when you're looking at commercial conversions, when you're looking at new build projects, because they can be very costly, both in terms of time and money. And if you get it wrong, they go wrong badly, which means it's gonna scar you for life. So whatever you do, make sure you have a good plan, use the plans acronym, and think about and make sure you become good at problem solving. You're logical and rational in terms of how you behave, how you do things, that you have the ability to arrange the deal so it works for you and the seller. You, have, you create a good, strong network and you always scrutinize and do your DD. So you always get the deal that you want in the way that you want it. Thanks for listening to Wealth Made Simple. You can follow and contact Shaz on the Facebook pages Entrust Property Tax and The Profits Wizard. You can also find Shaz on LinkedIn, YouTube and Instagram. Alternatively, email him at shaz at aa-accountants.co.uk. Build your wealth by mastering money.